Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Hope everything's going well for you. Almost to the weekend. What is it? Thursday. Yeah, it's garbage day. So, yeah, it's Thursday. I always... <laughs> Thursday you gotta is have a look. garbage Memory day. Memory bags for everything. Well, you know, it's. I was going to say it's getting older, but apparently, remember when um, 50 was the new... What was it? 30? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you heard the declaration by Elon Musk. What What is he doing now? No. 60 is the new 100. So that, that's reverse. 100 is the oh, new 60. 100 is the new, yeah, yeah, 100 <laughs> is the new 60. 60 yeah, yeah, is the new 100. I feel that way every so often, i got to tell you. Uh, yeah, i got to tell you, I feel 150. <laughs> but, uh, but no, 100 is the new 60. So um, And if Elon hey. said it, it must be true. But, you know, he did you tell me he just bought an AI company? Yeah, I was looking for the story, uh, what it's called. I think it's called... I, I, I think it's a good time to have... Uh, an expert explain what AI is because oh, there's a lot geez, of listeners. There's a lot of listeners to our program who uh, are unfamiliar with the uh, the real meaning of uh, AI. So, without All any right. further ado, here's here's an expert. And I think the first part of this issue that should be articulated is AI is kind of a fancy thing. It's, first of all, it's two letters. Oh. It means artificial intelligence, but. Ultimately, what it is, is it's about machine learning. And so the machine is taught. And part of the issue here is what information is going into the machine that will then determine, and, and we can predict then, if we think about what, machine, what information is going in, what then will be produced in terms of decisions and opinions um, that may be made through that process. Some people can make the complicated simple. She, on the other hand, can make the simple incredibly complicated. <laughs> well, mean, it's such a fancy little thing, and it's two, two, now look at my fingers. Wait, I'm watching. There's two yes. of them. That's true. Yes, two letters, and uh -huh. that's all there is. It's you about know, machine uh, learning, you know. AI is about machine learning, and that machine must learn. That's why it has to learn. Now, she said this to CEOs, oh. so this wasn't a kindergarten class, which oh, would have even sat there. The kids, little kids would be going, huh? Well, they had to be sitting there with their eyes crossed, you know, with their eyes glazed over. <laughs> like, what the heck is, is she talking about? Well, uh, only in the mind of Kamala. <laughs> That's true. Oh, God. you got to start the program off with a smile. Um, do you see where where um, the president, when he was in Lithuania with this NATO conference, uh, was talking about his good friend in the Ukraine, Vladimir? Oh, yeah. And his name yeah. isn't Vladimir, folks. It's Voldemir, right? But his good friend. And I was thinking, you know, if you're sending this guy, I don't know, $100 billion, you might want to know his first name. I'm just saying. Uh, uh, yeah, but you know what? It's funny because he's he's not uh, he's done that more than once, and I've even sat there and said, you know, I'll look at Joe's uh, something Joe said, and all of a sudden I'll go Vladimir, and it's not, it's Voldemir. You're right, right? But uh, you know, you would think that in Joe's case, seeing that he's writing the checks, you would think that maybe he oh, is. Did you see attention. the video of him? You know where he's stumbling around and people are helping him, and he almost falls down when he sits down at the little desk where they sign stuff. Mm -hmm. And yeah, just right here, just sign right here. Oh, it's, it, it is really embarrassing. If you saw him from the time he landed in Britain before he got to Lithuania, uh, he uh, 
made the uh, he walked with the king of England and uh, the king of England literally had to point him in the right direction. He would stray off and the king of England would take him and just kind of move him gently towards you know where he had to go. He mm-hmm. was he looked he looked really uh, like a candidate for a, a, an assisted living center. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the guy who's our leader. And of course, yeah, you know, there's so many videos of him when uh, Jill took him to the beach and, you know, he nearly falls down in his uh, chair in the sand. She does nothing, you know, and I'm like going, the hypocrisy that is going on with this whole administration and about him. I mean, and, and, you know, everybody that he's appointed to, it is just so. And you know what gets me? Everybody, Bill, in the country who is paying attention sees how diminished this guy is. And and they they know that he's having a hard time finishing this term, never mind another term. Yet mm-hmm. on on his side, everybody's talking about his reelection. They're supporting mm-hmm. him. Hillary backs Joe. Who in their right mind could look at what he's doing and back this guy? Honestly. Well, I, I mean, they have an agenda that's clear, and he's the only thing they got. You know, Ron DeSantis, who was going to be the Trump slayer. Uh, and the media was all behind him. And, of course, even the Murdochs, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, that's that's the guy. Now they're going, yeah, it's maybe not the guy. So they're poo-pooing DeSantis. I mean, his star is uh, quickly uh, stopping its its shine. Well, I guess sky. one of the latest polls had Trump at 56% and DeSantis at 22%. He's the second-place guy. You know, Trump isn't going to go to the— uh, I guess they're going to have an introduction, like a forum, not a debate per se, but uh, Tucker Carlson is going to host it, and it's going to be the, the different candidates, and Trump isn't going to go. And Trump's, oh, yeah. Trump's uh, the reason he's not going to go, from what I understand, is he says he gets nothing from it. He said all he'll be is the target of these also-rans. You know, he'll be taking shots from people who have like 3% of the vote. And they're going to take shots anyway, and the media is going to cover it, and they'll try not to cover the Trump thing. But if it's on social media, uh, it's going to have more than uh, regular media could um, ever, ever deliver. You know, I was thinking it would be interesting if uh, when they have the debates and Trump doesn't go, if Trump were to, at the same time, have a rally and have Mm -hmm. uh, thirty to 50,000 people show up, you know, and and just give a, and see who does better in the ratings, and, and live stream it too on the internet. Make sure it's live stream. Mm-hmm. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if somehow, some way, there was an internet failure that night. It's too bad because apparently Trump had a big rally then, but well, we I'll can't tell, you, show they, it tell you, they really and truly have uh, no uh, no pride in in Washington. You know, Washington used to do things subtly, you know, mm-hmm. behind the scene things. Uh, they didn't want you to really know how corrupt they were, so they would really hide it well. But now they don't They don't care anymore. They just don't care whether you see it. Uh, they had Christopher Ray in front of Congress yesterday. I got a couple of pieces of audio, and he really uh, ran into a buzzsaw with a couple of representatives. Of course, the Democrats were—it was just a love fest. They were just applauding all the good things he's done and the great things he's— He's been able to achieve with that respectable organization, the FBI. But it wasn't so much the, the same way with the Republicans. Um, Christopher Ray was speaking 
with uh, Representative Troy Nels of right. uh, Texas, and and Nels really took him to task. Listen. Uh, thank you, sir. Uh, I, I will say this, Mr. Ray. I am one of those sheriffs that will will be very blunt with you today. That's right here. I I've had an opportunity to look at your testimony, lots of stuff, and hear about numerous task forces, crimes being committed against children, including even infants and to toddlers. MS-13 gang members coming across the open southern border, the poisoning and killing of the American people with fentanyl, the, the sex trafficking, the human trafficking. It, it's quite clear, it is clear that you guys are dealing with some of the sickest bastards in our society. I have an article here from CNN in January 2022 calling the January 6th investigation the biggest investigation in FBI history. And what shocks me about this, quite honestly, is that you don't mention January 6th, again, the biggest investigation, not one time in your 14-page testimony. You don't mention it one time. And that makes me ask myself the question, what the hell are you hiding? Sir, you mentioned 38,000 agents and support personnel in your agency. How many FBI agents and support personnel have you assigned to the January 6th investigation? I don't know that I know the number. I know we have a lot of people working okay, on it. In lots then. Fair boxes. enough. Lots. Yeah. Knowing that you are dealing with some of the sickest people in our society with investigations related to child sex trafficking, have you reassigned any of these agents or personnel to investigate January 6th? Yes or no? I... I don't believe we have reassigned people away from uh, child exploitation okay, to January I, no, 6th. No, let me just say this, Director. I, uh, I find that disturbing because last month, Steve Friend, he testified before the Weaponization Committee. Mr. Friend was a domestic terrorism investigator for you. And he was told by one of his superiors that January 6th was, I quote, a higher priority than pursuing child pornography cases, end quote. And for those of you watching in America, understand today's FBI is more concerned about searching for and arresting grandma and grandpa for entering the Capitol building that day than pursuing the sick individuals in our society who prey on our children. And Mr. Ray, your priorities are flawed. But let's rehash what we know so far, all right? It's the largest investigation in FBI history, and you don't mention it in your testimony. Agents have been reassigned from child exploitation cases and so on. So now let's get into the money, Mr. Ray. How much taxpayer money has been spent on January 6th? I don't know that I have the figure oh, you don't have in my okay, head. But. Mr. Ray, I got an article here, uh, December 22, uh, 2022, two years after the events of January 6th, and it says the Justice Department has requested another $34 million from Congress. And uh, number one, you shouldn't get another dime. The FBI shouldn't get another dime for this political witch hunt against the greatest president in my lifetime, Donald J. Trump. I want to turn my attention now to this fella, this character, Mr. Ray Epps. We've all heard of him. We've heard of Mr. Ray Epps. He was number 16 on your FBI Most Wanted list. He was encouraging people the night prior and the day of to go into the Capitol. And Mr. Ray Epps can be seen at the first breach of Capitol grounds at approximately 12.50 p.m. Play the clip, please. We need to go into the Capitol. Into the Capitol. Into the Capitol. All right. 
No, Dave, but one more thing. Yeah, so can we go up there? No? When we go in. Are we going to get arrested if we go up there? You don't need to get shot. There he is, breaching the line, going in at the first breach into the Capitol, into the Capitol grounds, a restricted area. Mr. Ray, you have arrested hundreds of people related to January 6th. And there have been people arrested for breaching Capitol grounds. Cooey Griffin is an example. Rachel Genko is an example. And then we go to Mr. Brandon Strecka. Brandon was arrested for disorderly and disruptive conduct which included yelling, I quote, go, 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 as rioters tried to empty the Capitol. These three never went into the Capitol. They never assaulted anyone. So let's be honest with each other. There is very little difference between the actions of Ray Epps and Brandon Stricka that day, but yet Stricka was arrested and Epps wasn't. Epps also testified to the January 6th committee. He was back at his hotel when video evidence showed that he wasn't, he lied. He was on the Capitol grounds just as Brandon Strecker was. Epps even texted his nephew at 2.12 p.m. and said, I quote, I was in the front with a few others. It was on the video. I also orchestrated it. Now look into the camera, sir, when you answer my next question. Are you going to arrest Mr. Epps, yes or no? I'm not going to engage here in a discussion about individual people who are okay, or are not going to be prosecuted. And I get a commitment. You just watch the video. I'm an old law dog. I understand a little bit about probable cause. He did very little. There was very little difference what he did. And Mr. Strecka, you can see him. He's encouraging. I almost think he's inciting a riot. He's encouraging people the night prior to go into the Capitol. The day of, go into the Capitol. And he was at the first breach. And he breached the restricted area. Everybody, a lot of people getting arrested for not going into the Capitol, but they're in the restricted area. But yet, Ray Epps, who many people feel, fed, 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 right? And there's a lot of cloud over this. So I, I, my point is this. You arrested a lot of folks for unlawful activity. You just saw the video. And I will tell you, order, Mr. Ray, Mr. Uh, if you don't yeah. arrest Mr. Epps, the there's a reason behind it. I believe you know order, what it order. is. And it appears to me you are protecting this guy. I strongly recommend you get your house back in order. With that, I yield back. Mr. Chairman, if I might briefly. Gentlemen, we're responding. we got a couple point of orders. Uh, it is not ours. Your name is consent. Excuse me. Go ahead. It, it has never been appropriate for an FBI director in congressional testimony to be weighing in on who is or isn't going to be arrested and what who is or isn't going to get charged which is a prosecutor's decision if you are suggesting that the violence that at, Cap at the capitol on january 6 was part of some operation orchestrated by fbi sources or fbi agents the answer is no it was not and to suggest otherwise is a disservice to our hard-working dedicated law enforcement profession can i respond to that now that uh the point is, he was number 16 on your list. Yeah, the, the, he was 16 on your list. You never arrested the gentleman him. Hundreds of Americans the were arrested. Shame on you. The chair recognizes the gentleman. I think that was, I think that was, he really got his point across. Shame on you at the end. Christopher Ray is your consummate um, D.C. swamp dweller. He mm -hmm. really he is a handsome guy. He carries himself like a, almost like a celebrity. And uh, he has uh, uh, he has command of the cameras, and of course the press love the guy, and uh, he can say just about anything, and and you're supposed to just believe it. Except this guy, uh, this uh, Nels Troy Nels, he just he had n he would take nothing from this guy. Uh, I was 
amazed at uh, when he was talking about the different things. I mean, I knew about Ray Epps, and nobody's talking about him anymore. He's another one of those characters from January 6th that has just sort of faded away because the FBI doesn't want to go after him. Yeah. Well, you know, Ray was also uh, grilled on, um, what was it, uh, you know, the Biden uh, Biden family, but that Joe Biden took money from Burisma and uh, any other uh, foreign companies. You know, he was asked about that, and he just refuses to answer all of that. Well, but I do think it's funny. Oh, go ahead. I have another piece of audio from uh, Matt Gates, who, mm-hmm. uh, who went into Christopher Ray, too, and it may include what you're talking about. Listen. I have other questions. I'm sitting here with my father. I will make certain that between the man sitting next to me and every person he knows and my ability to forever hold a grudge, that you will regret not following my direction. I am sitting here waiting for the call with my father. Sounds like a shakedown, doesn't it, Director? I'm not going to get into commenting on that. Well, you, you, you seem deeply uncurious about it, don't you? Almost suspiciously uncurious. Are you protecting the Bidens? Absolutely not. The FBI well, does not the has que- no Hold interest on. in You won't answer the question about whether or not that's a shakedown, and everybody knows why you won't answer it. Because to, ev- to the millions of people who will see this, they know it is. And your inability to acknowledge that is deeply revealing about you. But let's go from the uncurious to the downright nosy. How many illegal FISA queries have occurred under your leadership of the FBI? Well, there are reports that have come out with different numbers about uh, compliance incidents. More than a million illegal ones? Because that's what the inspector general said. The inspector general said that in the 3.4 million of these queries, more than a million were in error. Do you have any basis to disagree with that, that assessment by the inspector general? Uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure, actually, that's a, com- a correct characterization of the inspector general's uh, oh, well, findings on well, that. The internet will remind you of that in moments. But, but let, let's now go to uh, what the, the court said. The court said it was over 200,000 that have occurred on your watch. Would, would, do you have any basis to disagree with that assessment? Again, I don't have the numbers I sit here right now. What I can Seems like you- a number you should know. How many times the FBI's breaking the law under your watch, especially if it's like over a million to not know that number? And I'm worried about your veracity on the subject as well. Play, this, play the video. Letters for investigation of, of the Capitol. I don't going- believe FISA is remotely implicated in our investigation. Are you... you- so, so there, Senator Lee's asking you whether or not FISA was in any way involved in your January 6th investigation, and you say no. It Was that truthful? I said that I did not believe it was. Okay, so now let's pull up what the court said, which is something a little different than what you said. So, so here, no, nope, that's not the right one. Yeah, here we go. Right there, it says the government has reported additional significant violations of the querying standard, including several relating to the January 6, 2021 breach of the Capitol. So I guess the question, Director Ray, is did, did you not know when you were answering these questions that the FBI was engaging in these illegal searches or did you perjure yourself to Senator Lee? 
I certainly didn't perjure myself. At the time that I testified in front of the Senate Judiciary Committee, uh, I didn't have that piece of information. I will add... Well, that was a court order. You didn't have that piece of information because the court hadn't yet rendered a judgment. Did you not know when you gave the untruthful answer before Senator Lee that this was going on? It was a, it was a truthful answer. I did not believe FISA had been involved in the January But it was. So you didn't... The answer is the FBI has broken so bad that people can go and engage in queries that when you come before the Congress to answer questions, you're like blissfully ignorant. You're blissfully ignorant as to the unlawful queries. You're blissfully ignorant as to the Biden shakedown regime. And it just seems like it gets into a kind of a creepy place as well. Go to our, our next image on what the court said. Like just so the American people realize, the court has smacked you down, alleging or ruling FBI personnel apparently conducted queries for improper personal reasons. People were looking themselves up. They were looking their ex-lovers up. Who has been held accountable or fired as a consequence of the FBI using the FISA process as their like creepy personal snoop machine? There have been instances in which individuals uh, have had disciplinary action uh, and Amen. who are no longer with it. I, I can't get into it here, but we can follow back up but with don't you. But don't you see that that's kind of the thing, Director Ray, that you preside over the FBI that has the lowest level of trust in the FBI's history. People trusted the FBI more when J. Edgar Hoover was running the place than when you are. And the reason is because you don't give straight answers. You give answers that, that later a court deems aren't true. And then at the end of the day, you won't criticize an obvious shakedown when it's directly in front of us. And it appears as though you're whitewashing the conduct of corrupt. You know, I like Matt Gates. I like what he said and how he handled himself. I like Troy Nels and how he handled Christopher Ray. And mm -hmm. when you're looking at it, you think, boy, this is great. But nothing ever comes Happens. of this. It's like it's like watching a, a, a Broadway show. I mean, you sit there for a couple hours and you're eating your popcorn or whatever, and you're just really into the show. And then it ends. You go away and you realize it was uh, just a performance and nothing's going to happen. For, and that's what this is. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean. It's a show for our eyes only. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. you, you wonder whether you wonder whether Christopher Ray and, and the people on the, on the panel, whether after it's all said and done, they go out to dinner. And laugh it off, you know. I, I I say that, you know. There was a time not too long ago. I'm talking 30, 40 years ago, when they would opposing parties would argue vigorously on the floor, and then they go out to dinner, or they go out to lunch, mm -hmm. you know, and then and then laugh it off, you know. Well, uh, th that happens all the time. You know, I used to work uh, in Memphis at that uh, for a particular company where. All the wrestling you see now kind of started right there. And you'd see all this stuff on TV. I'd be sitting there doing my show, watching through the monitor. The TV booth was right next door. And I'd go up there and stand around and watch. And then all of a sudden, you see all these guys, Lawler and all of them, out on the floor doing all kinds and yelling and everything. Then I'd go down to the commissary downstairs. And all of a sudden, hey, okay, I'll see you in Jackson. Oh, you want to ride with me? Yeah, sure, come along. You know, what you see... Yeah, on, it's on, almost on like this is it's almost like this is the same kind of, you know, uh, WWE or WWF, you know, performance. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it, that's how I see it all the time. And, you know, uh, so I guess these guys probably watched old wrestling shows. You know, we said, have, you know, we could do that. We have had our 
hopes dashed uh, over and over again since this guy's been office. I mean, when when the uh, Biden administration began, you heard politicians talking about how they were going to look into this and look into that, and they're going to check this, and and uh, it, we weren't going to allow this to happen, and don't worry, nothing has ever ever come of it. It has mm-hmm. just it just keeps going on. I never. There was a time very early on I felt it was such a travesty of justice, such an obvious travesty of justice, that this won't stand. Honest Americans, good people will see this for what it is, and it will be rectified. These criminals won't be allowed to succeed. Well, here it is, two and a half years later, and these criminals are uh, living large in the land. They're living yeah. large on the land. They're, they're flying around the big airplanes. They got the limos, and they got the power. In the meantime, we've got injustice. You know, nothing's Nothing changed. Is, nothing's going to change. I did find this one story interesting, but I, again, it's probably theatrics. Uh, you know, Jim Jordan talking about the idea of moving the FBI out of Washington, oh, D.C. Yeah. Let's get it out of there. Kind of funny because where they want to take it to is Alabama. Do you know we've heard this for yeah. decades? Move it out yeah. of D.C., but uh, yeah. We've heard this yeah. for, over and over again. Uh, we're going to move the headquarters of the FBI first. They were going to move it, I guess, to West Virginia. Now they're talking to Alabama. You know. Yeah, well, you know, let me give them a suggestion rewrite your script you know because it's getting not a little old not a lot old but it's way too damn old it's the same old story time and time again nothing's going to happen and uh you know the the only other thing i could say until the people do something and that sounds like i'm inciting a riot and i'm not in the meantime the fbi on monday asked americans to help them protect the country by reporting criminal activity to uh, a certain phone number. I'm not going to give it out here. I don't know whether it's legit. But Ladies I'm... and gentlemen, rat on your neighbors. That's tell right. on your neighbors, tell on your family, tell on everybody. Even if you don't know what it is, they'll determine it for you. Well, do you know what the first few phone calls were to the FBI? Actually, they were inundated. Uh, people were complaining that they had been spied on. Uh, oh, they oh that the FBI had spied on President Trump based on phony information. Uh, they had been uh, the FBI had lied to the American people about spying on Trump. Well, uh, wait a minute. The FBI hid the Hunter laptop. This is people complaining to the FBI about the sins of the FBI. Uh, they complain that they still can't find the Hunter laptop. Uh, one of the things they uh, it goes on and uh, they said the FBI raided homes of their political opposition. Uh, they infiltrated the Proud Boys and Oath Keepers. They sent mm-hmm. operatives uh, to the U.S. Capitol on January 6th. I mean, the list goes on and on. I'm sure the people at the FBI were saying, whose idea was was it to have this open uh, 800 number for for criminal well, complaints? Well, you know, I think it's a good idea to have that because I think it gives them leads now. They should investigate every damn one of those. Uh, you want to know, uh, I would, I, God forbid, I, I know this sounds great. I would never call one of those numbers because... Because the there's a part of me that says that they're so technologically advanced they'll oh, know who, getting info on you. Man. They'll know who I am, and before you know it, they'll be knocking on my door. You know, um, yeah, could be. You never know. I mean, that's. <laughs> that's I, I I'd like to see something happen with, with these hearings. I I don't think anything is going to uh, develop 
from these hearings. Hey, you know, I, I did find this uh, this story interesting. U.S. Air Force officials are investigating a series of major land purchases worth over a billion dollars by a company called Flannery Associates, a mysterious investment yeah. group. The, I heard uh, about that yesterday. They, they fact, purchased yeah. 52,000 acres of land surrounding Travis Air Force Base in California. 52,000 acres. And they... The Air Force doesn't know who this neighbor is. They can't find out who Flannery Associates is. I have a, well, guess. I have a guess. There's, I have a couple of guesses, actually. Uh, one of my guesses might be uh, uh, China. Another, mm-hmm. another one of my guesses might be uh, Mr. Bill Gates. He's buying up a lot of property. He's bought a ton of property. But this is, yeah, not, but- this, this is not valuable land bill. This is like desert. Yeah, so they got it cheap. And why did they buy it? And that's the big thing. What what what's so special about land that surrounds a military complex? Nothing unless you're putting something on that land. Yeah, and why would you why would you you know cloak yourself in secrecy? Well, uh, let's say hypothetically, you know, you've heard the stories about the different uh, um People coming across the border, there's speculation that the Chinese are sending military members uh, to our country uh, disguised as illegals coming across the southern border. These are people supposedly who are active members of the Chinese military. They're being sent here on a mission, and that mission is to reconnect with your fellow uh, soldiers once you're in the country, and then when the time is right, uh, you know, to start doing your dastardly deeds inside our country. And if you have a, a, a lot of land around some Air Force bases, it might be a, a good place to set up uh, a base. 52,000 acres is a lot of property. You can, you can do a lot of it's things. It's amazing that when we built a military base and if the land was cheap, we didn't buy a buffer zone. You well, know, you know, that, you uh, would think that they, for, I, the, the federal government can do anything it wants. You would think that even right now they could say, for the sake of national security, we're going to confiscate this property and pay you fair market value and send you on your way. Mm-hmm. For the, you know, that word uh, national security, there's two words, national security, that covers a lot of different things, you know. It does. And, uh, so I thought that was interesting. And if they're buying 52,000 acres around Travis Air Force Base, are they buying land around other military installations? Or do they already own the land? Well, obviously they do. We kind of figured that out a few months ago when we had the balloon incidents. That, that, oh, that's uh, right. Yeah. Uh, of, of everything that they've locked on to. Uh, Budweiser in the news again. Of course, they got the star of death from Costco, I guess. You know, Budweiser's having real problems. They've come out and even their spokesperson said it was a mistake. Never should have done it. Our shares, are, they've lost hundreds of millions of dollars. But if you go to a Costco, they have a red star on the price tag in the top right corner. Okay, Bill, what does that red star mean? It means that once this product is sold out, you'll never see it on their shelf again. Really? Yeah. Wow. It's That's- the red star of death. And you know what I don't see anymore are a lot of Budweiser trucks running around because they can't get the crap off their shelves. Meanwhile, the little guy that was worth nothing not too long ago and is now a multimillionaire, Dylan Mulvaney, do, do we know his uh, 
his crossover name? I have is, no or is idea. Is it still Dylan? Because anyway, so you have to be interested enough to follow the guy to have that kind of information. I don't. Neither do I. But yeah. he is in the news because he did a video again. And, you know, that's the other thing. It's such a fake, fake smile, and, and it's a fake voice. It's not even real, you know. And, I mean, you would think since he took the time to drink a Budweiser, no matter what he does, where he'd go, he'd be carrying a six-pack, right? No. But now he's in Peru, and he, and he talks about how, how sad it is that he has to flee his own, his own country because he lives in fear of his life. What fear? I never heard of any fear that he had, but no. he's there in uh, Peru, and and then his big his his big lament was, and I haven't been kissed yet. Well, don't, you, know, you know what I was going to say? Don't hold your breath, Dylan. <laughs> yeah, please do. Hold your but, breath you for know, a long time. Along the lines of that story, uh, you have to look to the Netherlands and wonder what the heck are they thinking? Uh, they just uh, elected uh, Miss Netherlands. Oh, yeah, and, transgender, and it's a guy. Okay, uh, it's we get a, to go on to the Miss Universe pageant. Yeah, so was it Miss Universe? Okay, so anyway, the point is, uh, it's a, a guy, and and I'm thinking, and I see the video of the young ladies who came in second, third, and fourth place applauding. You know, if I were them, I would have packed up my gear and walked off the stage in protest. They should have done it. They should have protested right there. Once again, in this world that we're living in, this messed up world. Uh, women are being penalized by these guys who step into their their lane and steal mm. their glory. I mean, how many of those young women w waited, you know, for years for that opportunity? Maybe there's scholarships involved. Maybe there's uh, business opportunities that are involved. All these things, yeah, yeah, means a lot to these people. And what are these? What does this guy do? He puts on a dress and makeup, and he steps out there and says, "I'm a miss," and he wins. Come on, I blame the uh, the people who run the organization. You know, they should, if if they want to have a a miss, you know, Netherlands trans contest, go for it. Have a your own separate category. Invite all the other trans who want to participate and let them let them do it. But to put them in with women and have women once again be penalized, be punished, uh, that's 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 it should never happen. It should never no, happen. No, it shouldn't. But you know, that's what we do in society today. Uh we we dismantle everything. And I mean, they're going at the core values of not just Americans, but just human life in general. Uh, and, mm. and I can't believe that people sign on to it. You know, we've been brainwashed. We've been programmed. And oh, yeah. Well, you, heard about, you heard about Brown University. No. What's going on? Brown University, Ivy League school, big school, Providence, yeah. Rhode Island. Right. Been around since like 1790, founded mm -hmm. by John Brown and uh, Moses Brown. I mean, very, very dignified school. Uh, they just asked how many people, they took a survey, how many people on campus uh, identify as LGBTQ+, and the answer was 40%. Now, mind you, in the whole country, there's about 8%, 9%, maybe 13%. I think that number is going to be manipulated, and it will change before the election, that uh, it's going to be big. And they're doing it for a reason. They're, they're, even though it won't be true, 
they'll make it true uh, well, and by manipulating things. But they've got to set the stage, and they're doing a damn good job well, of doing 40 per, that. Well, 40% of LGBTQ+, and I think that a lot of young people, it's almost like a fad, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's almost like, well, I don't want to be thought of as being, like, straight. I don't want to be thought of as being, like, regular. Um I'll be LGBTQ plus because there's so many different categories. I'll fall in. One of the categories in that LGBTQ plus is questioning, meaning questioning your your sexuality or your gender. Yeah. I was going to say there's also one besides questioning where it's just you don't say what you are. And so you're, you're not going to enter into this debate. But now that puts you under the umbrella of yes. LGBTQ, yeah. and there you go. They're making it's. It is about manipulating people to build a voting base that may not even go to the polls or mail in or anything, but it gives them the umbrella to say, "Yeah, all these people showed up." But you know, you don't have to document because it's embarrassing to have to be asked that question. Mm. Well, um, I never thought I would be a, a fan of Roseanne Barr, but oh, I, she's I, very you know, conservative. I, I am a big fan, big, big fan. I said never, you know, when I was a younger guy and she had a TV show, my wife and my daughters loved the show and they, they always made it part of their routine, but I, I wasn't big into sitcom. I, I just didn't have uh, uh, an attraction to it. Um, right. maybe it was, maybe it was a guy thing. But she is truly an interesting person with a lot of intelligence. Now, I'm going to play a cut here, and she gets passionate, and she uses uh, a cuss word in it. And I, if it offends you, you might want to tune out for a couple of seconds because I haven't had a chance to edit it. And, oh, uh, let it fly. And you but, know what? Just open ears. You hear it every day. You hear it on the news anymore. Well, so I just want you to know that it, you know, it's honest, and it's passionate. And I learned something about Roseanne. Um, by listening to this that uh, even made me respect her more. Listen. I'm from the Ukraine. The Ukrainian, the Ukrainian, there is a large faction of Nazis. I don't know if you know this, but there's a large amount of Nazis in the Ukraine, and they actually killed my whole family. Um, I'm from the Ukraine, and they marched my entire family, grandmothers, great-grandparents, Ten siblings out into the forest and buried them alive in the Ukraine. So I don't understand why everybody's Ukraine. Ukraine. Well, I do understand. And that's also what terrifies me. People better wake up and do some research on their own instead of buying what comes across on the screen. And I try to shake them up, Pierce. You're goddamn right I do. I try to shake them up and crack their, their mind control programming. I do it for God. Well, here's what I would say to that. I don't agree with you uh, about uh, a lot of the stuff you said about Ukraine. I know what you said, and you're perfectly entitled to your views. I would say in relation to the suggestion that they're all a bunch of you Nazis. You haven't the seen the swastikas well, on those soldiers' arms. The president Zelensky himself is Jewish, so obviously he is de facto not a Nazi. I know, but he's not a good one. Are, are, are all Jews are the same? For God's sake, talk about anti-Semitic. The guy's a Jew doesn't mean he likes Jews or that he's doing anything good for the Jews. I mean, so what? Who cares what anybody is? That was the whole point of my tweet. Just 
because they're just because they're skin folk don't mean they're kin folk. You know what I mean? Just because they're the same color as you don't mean they ain't trying to lock your ass up. Wake up, people! <laughs> you know she's talking to Piers Morgan on uh, an yeah, English. I don't co- like him. Oh, he's I'm he's uh, you know he's so he, he's probably well, a he nice does enough guy. He accent. He sounds so. Well, and he's probably a nice enough guy. You know, I mean he, but he he doesn't he couldn't find his derriere with both hands. Okay, when it comes to politics and things like that, and she just nails him. He says he says, well, you know, Zelensky's Jewish. You know, you you talk about Nazi, and she says that so what? Talk about being anti-Semitic. I mean, she said, uh, uh, what did she say? She said, uh, just because he's skin folk doesn't mean he's kin folk. Kin folk, yeah, yeah. It's a good phrase. I like that one, too. Yeah, she, uh, and she just nails him. And um, I'd love to have her on sometime. And I'd just, I'd just let her go. I'd say, Roseanne, I, I, I think you deserve I a whole you hour. I asked two weeks ago if you'd like to get her on. You're like, oh, I don't know. See, you listened to her, and she would be fun. Well, I've listened to her before, and, and, and she really has grown on me to a point where I'm a fan. I'm a big fan because I think she has, she's a smart woman. She's a smart yeah. lady. You know, you don't you know, become the, you don't become a major network star with your own a sitcom and do it by sheer luck. You know, she had to have a great stand-up routine. People had to take notice. They had to watch her and she then developed and grew. And then she had to negotiate deals. You know, the networks would have stole the show for nothing. I'm sure she made out very well. She had the number uh, one she show. Did, she did well. She made money. But, you know, the, they really went after her when she changed oh, she certain sure. things. Uh, <laughs> they sure and, did. And they're still going after her. There is a way that she could recoup that. But uh, well, you're we're right. not here to put we, our two cents in. You well, know she, had, she had the, the reboot, what, about four years ago, five years ago? Yeah, three or four years ago, yeah. And it was on ABC. It was Roseanne. Oh, the Connor family, and then they. Oh, it was, the Connor family was the follow-up. When she started to be vocal about her politics, they yanked her. You know, ABC did. Yeah, well, that 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 tells you a lot. By the way, at the end mm-hmm. of the show, mm-hmm. I don't know. It might be a little comedy, or if you want to call it that. But I think I have a solution because you know, after everything that went went on with the debt and everything, and the Republicans, you know, caving a little bit, uh, caving a lot because mm-hmm. there is no governor now on the debt, and we uh, it grew yesterday by another trillion. Uh, dollars, and uh, I got to thinking about it with different things going on, and uh, I think there's a solution to solving the debt. I'll, I'll try to remember, but we still got a, a ways to go yet. I have a. Oh yeah, I just I'm setting it up. Is what yeah, I'm I know doing. you are. You, you know, know who Mike Love is? You know who Mike Love is, right? Mike Love of the Beach Boys. Of the Beach Boys. Yeah. yeah, he was in the news yesterday about uh, well. Well, we 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 were talking about Bud Light a few minutes ago. And, um, you know, usually the Beach Boys uh, don't say anything political from the stage. but Hard uh, not to these days. Yeah, it really so is hard not to. Mike Love was on stage, and uh, he was about to introduce one of their classics. And here's how he introduced it. We're Catholic. I don't know where we're going to get it, but we'll find something. At any rate, this next song I'm a little concerned about doing on account of it's gender-specific. <laughs> He said he was a little nervous about introducing the next song because it's gender specific. Yeah. And he said, and then he paused for a second because they were laughing. And he says, is there anybody from Budweiser here? 
yeah. they laughed again. And then he went into surfer girl. <laughs> it's gender oh, yeah. gender specific, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. Could you see uh, Dylan Mulvaney in a bikini dance to that song? It's oh, like, oh me. You know how to, how to ruin a great song. That told you something about Mike now, didn't it? The funny thing is about uh, these people, and there are a lot of them, and I shouldn't say these people, these stars that started out on the left, and all of a sudden they've gone to the right, mm. and they're, you know, they're firmly planted on the right because they're going, wait a minute, whoa, 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 whoa. What's Stop the bus. Open the door. I'm getting off this damn bus. Because it's it's headed off a cliff. A lot of people are paying attention, and they don't mm -hmm. pay attention. I, I maybe someone like uh, even Roseanne, when she was probably in her stride back in the eighties, nineties, she probably had no interest in politics, like a lot of us. She was into so many other things. Her world was going really fast. She was making a lot of money. She was a star. But we assumed, you know, just by the nature of them and what they were doing, oh, they're probably liberal, you know, like us. And then, no. They had core American values, and uh, there's a big difference. And uh, now it's coming out. Some of these people are jumping out, even even on the rock side. Ted Nugent, uh, you know, the Mr. Stranglehold and Cat Scratch Fever and all of that. He's a big-time conservative. Had a uh, talk show on uh, The Bear, I think, in Detroit or something like that. Yeah, he used to be on uh, whose who's radio show would he visit? Was it uh, Sean Hannity's program, probably? Oh, yeah. Um, he's, yeah, he's been all over, you know. Yeah. So. Uh, they're having a meeting about NATO in uh, Lithuania. And uh, the Hungarian prime minister, who I'm a fan of. Now, if you talk to anybody on the left, they'll tell you that uh, Viktor Orban is uh, anything but uh, a good guy. But I think he's a, a really good guy. He is um, he's the Hungarian Donald Trump, you know. It would be make Hungary great again. That probably would be his motto. But he's also a guy who believes in peace. He says instead of bringing weapons to the Ukraine, we should bring peace. Hungary stands firmly on the side of peace. Instead of war, peace negotiations should start as soon as possible. You know, and that's that's what we've said on this program so many different times. And mm -hmm. yet it, it falls on deaf ears, including the ears of uh, President Biden. We have this guy over... President Biden over in Lithuania, and he's sitting in a conference. He's talking about troops and the Ukraine. I, I want you to pay attention to what he says. Our pledge to uh, to be with you has not wavered. It didn't take us long to get thousands of troops here when Russia invaded the second time. We'll be able to be assured that we're going to have all that you need. If we have sector defenses today, we can send him along. Okay, so it's hard to hear it. I, I apologize right. for that. But the fact of the matter is, uh, he says, uh, in, his, in his confusion, he says, uh, I know how fast we've got our troops here in the past when Russian invaded the second time. What's he talking about? Do we have troops in the Ukraine that we don't know about? And did he just stumble again in front on the world stage? Did he just tell the world essentially that we have troops in the Ukraine? Everybody, yeah, that they're there or they're right on the border ready to go over and jump in. That, that, to me, that that was a preeminent uh, statement that uh, we're about to go. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a Vietnam, though. I think it's going to be a war. 
See, I, I think that, uh, yeah, first of all, you're misjudging the Russians. I never have felt that they've put 100% into the Ukrainian war. I mean, no. I think they've fought the Ukrainian war, but I don't think they've put the pedal to the metal, as they would say. Uh, I, I, and I think that, that if we put our troops in there, I think it's going to be a whole different ball game. Plus, the front will change from the Ukraine to Poland, Germany, uh, Sweden, France, all of these European countries. Well, would that put those countries at risk to becoming part of Russia again? Well, absolutely. If, also, if, if they lose the war, yeah. Yeah, if the whole gamut comes up. Because uh, one thing that uh, uh, Putin is doing, you know, we sit there and talk, oh, you know, their tanks are being blown up. They're losing all these people. Well, they may be marching forward the troops and saying, okay, we'll, we'll make the sacrifice. But he's matching artillery for artillery. And then they've got some things that, you know, that uh, we're going, uh, man, he can't use that. We sent over the cluster bombs and Putin didn't like it. He goes, well, you know what? Who's to say they don't have cluster bombs? Well, what the hell? They do have them. And they're going, okay, you're going to use them? So are we. Well, see, what Putin, what they're saying is Putin used them first. That's why Jen Psaki came out a year ago and said that it was a war crime to use cluster bombs. They were criticizing the Russians for using it. So maybe the Russians didn't uh, pour it on with cluster bombs. Maybe they, they withdrew their cluster bombs when that statement was made. Maybe they're reintroducing cluster bombs from their side. I don't know, but if we have our troops get involved actively in that war, I think the Russians, it'll be no holes barred. We forget that a year ago, uh, and this war has been going for over a year. Can you believe that? But a year, mm -hmm. a year ago, the Russians said one of the first things they would do is nuke England because mm -hmm. it's, it's, uh, it's nearby, England. You know, the, Russia can't be thought of as being a, a country that's kidding joking, you know. I think they're a deadly serious country and I think we have uh we have a fool at the driver at the controls right now of our country. We have a guy who is um he was a he was a dummy and a, a bad politician 40 years ago. I was a young man. I can remember I was following Joe Biden, but he was considered a joke back then for the most part. Yeah, how did that change? How did that change from 88 to now, where, you know, uh, it was Sam Donaldson that called him out on on uh, yeah. National all, all the lies. Yeah, all his lies about his schooling and everything else. And he's been called out over the years on his uh, racial stance. He's a racist, friends, whether well, sure. you like to admit it or not. He is a womanizer because you look at his relationship with Dr. Jill. Well, okay, she was, I believe, his babysitter. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah. you know, and and let me explain something that he was one of those cases where the old man was having some fun with the babysitter. That would be Dr. Jill. So don't have a high, uh, a high respect for her. She is what she is. He is what he is. And that hasn't changed over the years. I mean, look at, at the all. look at the kind of guy, the uh, kind of people they are. I mean, uh, when Bo Hunter's brother died. Uh, he Hunter consoled Bo's widow by having a relationship with her. I mean, they became boy and girlfriend. 
I mean, she was probably she should have still been in mourning for the loss of her husband. And uh, all of a sudden, Bo, Bo was having a relationship. And how did Jill and Joe respond? They were happy that the response was they were happy that they found each other. They found each other, you know, but they justified this this uh, reaction, this action on the part of Joe and his wife. It's a and uh, Bo's widow. I mean, these people, they think that the rules aren't made for them. Look at what happens. They get a DNA test on this little girl out in, I guess she lives in Arkansas. This uh, uh, Wherever she does. Yeah. Isn't her name yeah, Navy? Yeah, Navy. Yep. And, uh, mm. But I can tell you her last name isn't Biden, but that's another story. Um, it's been proven that she is Hunter Biden's daughter. That she is Joe Biden's granddaughter, but it's for the left. It's okay for them to just dismiss this little beautiful little child. And by the way, she is a beautiful little child. Of course, every five-year-old is a beautiful yes, little they child, are. you know. But this little innocent, who should be embraced by these people, has been shunned, and we're we're expected to see. You know, this tottering old fool going out and sniffing young young girls' hair on the stage like, that's okay, it's just Joe. No, he, this is not a nice guy, folks. You know, we heard this week that all of a sudden that behind the scenes he thinks nothing about uh, going into uh, profane uh, rants and raves in the Oval Office. You know, well, and- they're trying to use that news story to make him a tough guy. You know, he's been putting on this... This nice guy thing, but he's really a tough guy because they figure that's the only way to, uh, number one, protect his failing image, and number two, maybe combat against Trump. You know, yeah. but there's so many lies that are going on. They're setting the stage for the next deal, but I'm wondering who they've got in the wings to replace him because it can't be Kamala because even if, they, uh, if they've been trying to retrain her, which I guess they have, uh, ben, but it ain't taken. It Can ain't you imagine working. if we get a Carmela Harris uh, inaugural address? I mean, she will put everybody to sleep. I mean, the entire audience would fall asleep listening to her uh, elaborate. And you know, oh my God, I, the, the thought of it just makes me shiver. Um, I wanted to play one more cut before we wrap things up. Uh, Biden's climate envoy John Kerry, you know, Lurch. Uh, he mm-hmm. sat down for an interview uh, with the BBC. Well, he he didn't. This is not the sit down interview, but he did say in a group of uh, dignitaries at this NATO conference. He said this is not a complicated issue. Talking about, I guess, the environment. It is the way we have chosen to propel our vehicles, heat our homes, light our factories and businesses. We have two choices: either capture the emissions or you don't create them in the first place. He's talking about fossil fuel. I want you to hear mm-hmm. I want you to hear Lurch say it. All right? And we're seeing already in every aspect of life it is now being affected by the climate crisis. But again I say this is not something where everybody has to go, oh, my God, I don't want to do this because it's scary as hell and because we're not going to uh, you know, live the way we did. No, we will have a better quality of life. Mm-hmm. This guy's amazing. This guy's amazing. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know he flies around in, uh, I think he has two Gulfstream jets. 
He, so right. he he's always flying around the world. His carbon footprint is incredible. It's I mean he just he, he uh, some small countries don't have a footprint that he has in his private planes, um, and he There's thinks a lot nothing of, of Democrats it. that way. And, well, know, his, that... his answer was, well, uh, I know I have I'm an important guy. I need this to do my work, meaning the airplanes. He he justifies that it's okay for me to be in an airplane flying all over the globe, uh, pouring out all of these uh, emissions. But uh, for you, driving to work? No, no, no. No. He's a fathead. Some other stuff (laughs) uh, making the news. Uh, What is it? The new mayor of uh, Chicago? He wants to reimagine the police. Imagine where that's going to take the police. Uh, Isn't that what they did originally when they wanted to defund the police? They reimagined it? Yeah, they wanted to... uh, put psychologists in there. Like if you have a problem, a domestic call, and there's a guy holding a gun to a lady's head, uh, don't send police in with guns. My God, send in a social worker and see how that goes. Anchor Beer in San Francisco closing its doors after 127 years in business. No, it's, I mean, there might be wokeism there. I mean, this is San Francisco, of course, but Mm -hmm. the real reason is, is they were a popular regional drink there, Popular in bars, everybody wanted their anchor beer, and all of a sudden, um, they're going out of business because when the pandemic hit and lockdowns happened, the bars weren't open and nobody drank their beer. You know, they they are in big trouble in San Francisco. They have so much co- commercial property empty that uh, you can get it for a song if you're a business, but nobody's moving into San Francisco. Everybody's moving out. Well, you know, it's like that old song, you know, everybody's gone away, said they're moving to L.A. Well, they're not moving to L.A., California, or San Francisco anymore because, you know, it's there's a lot of problems out there. They're moving to Texas, actually, yeah. uh, and uh, Arizona, too, like Phoenix and places like that, New Mexico. They're coming over, and they're jacking up prices wherever they go. That uh, company we were talking about with Elon Musk earlier, mm-hmm. it's um, AI Little X. Uh, oh, no, it's Little X AI. That's what it is. But it's an AI company they got. But you might be able to make some money on that. It's brand new stock. Out Aren't there. you tired of uh, everything you own talking back to you? <laughs> I am. I mean, I was thinking about, I was thinking, you know, oh, yeah. I, I had a 1983, brand new 1983 uh, Chrysler New Yorker. This is yeah. when I was a younger guy. Nice car, expensive car. And I was so impressed that um, it would say to me, a door is a jar. A door is a jar. And no, I thought, it's not. It's but, a door. But I thought, <laughs> that's amazing. How does it know that it had a sensor and, the, and that was a little chip? But that was 1983. Now, it'll tell you what's wrong with your motor. It'll tell you what, you know, you've gained weight, Jim. You know, what are you eating? Uh, things like that. I mean, it's, it's come everywhere. Everywhere there's a, a computer and it's uh, it's paying attention to you. Jim, you sound a little down today. I, there's a psychiatrist <laughs> right around the corner. Would you like me to navigate there now? <laughs> no, thank I you. I will anyway because you're n- in no capacity to make this decision, Jim. Just yep. so you know. So <laughs> anyway, friends, uh, with that, we're going to wrap it up. Well, um, I was going to do the debt thing. You have a debt thing? Okay, go ahead. Yeah, no, no, no. Solving the national debt. Oh, oh, I forgot all about that. See, slap yeah. me. Wait, let me. I'll slap myself. <laughs> yeah, yes, thank no. you. Well, what the national debt's forty trillion dollars, right? Right. All right. 
So how do you how do you make that money? Well, a story caught my attention that uh, Elon Musk and Zuckerberg, mm-hmm. or yeah, Zuckerberg, you know, because of all this fight with Meta and yeah. Twitter and everything that's going on, two billionaires trying to outdo each other. You know, they've been tra- trading barbs, and there there's been talk. Mm-hmm. of uh, a potential UFC cage fight between the two. Mm-hmm. Now, Zuckerberg is already in training. Probably people didn't know. Now, I mean, Musk is like 52, but he's in shape, 200 pounds, 6'2". He's uh, a jiu-jitsu black belt. Yeah. And uh, Zuckerberg's trying to come along. So now there's talk of them doing a cage match. And I thought, wow, there's a pay-per-view event. Yeah. Say maybe $150 a ticket. There's uh, 8 billion people around the world. So what, maybe doing the math, uh, somewhere around uh, 150 to 160 bucks for the pay- pay-per-view, which people would watch, and that would be a mm-hmm. worldwide thing. Debt's gone. Yeah, but they got to pay you gotta pay talent fees. You know that Elon didn't add get to be. five bucks to the proc. Well, <laughs> Elon, five bucks to the ticket. Elon's not going to do it for free. Um, neither is uh, Mark. So. Oh no, they wouldn't. But you know, I mean, I was just saying it'd be kind of a funny thing. You know, you could do that. It would Take put a it like would put a big dent in it. I'll tell you that much. Hey, did anybody win the Powerball? Do you know? I haven't even looked at my tickets because as long as I don't hear the news, yes, and don't look at my tickets, yes, yes. I'm still a winner. <laughs> That's true. So Me in too. my mind, I can I can sit there and plan everything that I'm going to do. Me too. Well, now, when the news this. goes off, when the news goes off, I'm going to go, like, damn, <laughs> damn, the, the same. I was a winner. Who, who, they stole, stole my they stole my money. <laughs> damn. Hey, folks, you want, if you want to reach us, uh, call us at 833-538-7868, 833-538-7868. And there's mail at itsanotherday.com in the in the heading just right. Damn! Yeah. Me too. <laughs> hey my friend, have a good day. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye, good deals. I'm out of here, baby. Austin the beast. The voice of freedom. CRN America. These days when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com, it has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us, too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million? <laughs>